Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Get your free copy of A Guide to Passively Investing in Commercial Real Estate. Inside, you'll learn the basics of passive income and real estate syndication, what kind of returns you can expect, how to find a sponsor, and how to evaluate the risks. Download your copy in the show notes or visit lifebridgecapital.com forward slash invest better to start your investment journey. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guests are Jenny Goh and Stephen Louie. Jenny and Stephen are both managing partners at Vertical Street Ventures. Jenny currently oversees asset management and investor relations, while Stephen is responsible for acquisitions and sourcing capital. These two provided amazing content today just about their partnership, how they partnered, how Jenny really went from zero to 950 doors in 12 months, and how they're now able to raise many millions of dollars in a very short period of time, how they've used their previous networks and different things that they've done. I hope this show helps you to build your confidence in this business and grow your business at the same time. Hello, Jenny and Steve. Welcome to the show. I've read your bio, of course, and I'm very interested in how you all have been so successful in such a short amount of time. I know it's a lot, you know, it seems probably like it happened, you know, just overnight, but I'm sure there's a lot of work that went into making all of this happen and to the success that you all have had. Let's get a little background, Jenny, Steve, on, you know, where you all were at a few years ago and, you know, how we came to the syndication business and why. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. We're super excited to be here. I can start. So again, my name is Jenny Gu. A little bit of background on myself. I spent 13 years in corporate America working for a company called Procter & Gamble. So I sold brands like Dawn, Cascade, Swiffer, Febreze, setting sales strategies, managing cross-functional teams. Loved my job. But at the same time, started dabbling in real estate. I'm sure like many of your listeners out there started on the single family side, got a couple of rentals, and then quickly learned about scaling and getting into multifamily. So that's what we did. We jumped ship over to multifamily. And at the same time, I just love the industry so much, wanted a more flexible lifestyle. And so I left my corporate W2 job back in February of 2020, and then have been headfirst in multifamily ever since. And then more recently, my partner Steve and I started Vertical Street Ventures earlier this year and have doing syndications full-time. So why real estate? You know, you had the corporate job 13 years. You loved that. I mean, why real estate? Like syndication comes because people want to scale, right? You try the single family thing and it's like, this is going to take forever. I did the same thing. Why real estate? Why not stay where you were at? Yeah. So we started with our why. So my husband and I sat down and our fundamental exercise was what are our priorities and how do we want to spend our time? Because we really didn't want to work until we were 65. And so we said, okay, how do we best generate income without having to work the nine to five job? And obviously the light bulb was passive income. So you start there and then we said, okay, well, what could generate the best passive income with relatively manageable risk? And we landed on real estate and more specifically, you know, multifamily. So that's kind of our thought process through all of that. All right, Steve, I know you have a long background in corporate America as well. You know, tell us a little bit about that transition and why. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. No, thanks, Whitney, for having us on the show. And very much like Jenny's, I was a corporate W-2 wage earner for about 25 years. And you know, about halfway through the, my career, met with a financial planner. And that financial planner actually said, hey, you should consider something like real estate. There's a lot of tax advantages to it. And it's a real asset. You're heavily weighted in stocks and bonds and, and your portfolio might do well with adding in real estate. At that point, probably about 10 years ago, I doubled down into real estate and realized that there are those tax advantages that you can take advantage of, like depreciation, which we can talk about. And it gave me kind of a passion to work on real estate. One of the things was started in like Jenny in single family homes. Developed, I've got a block of about 10 different single family homes, duplexes and fourplexes, and realized that I needed to graduate into multifamily. And I went to a seminar and that seminar really got me vested into multifamily about four years ago. Doubled down on that, got a coach. And next thing you know, I have you know 20 passive investments that I currently have as a limited partner. And then about seven that I'm a general partner on. And all that was while I was working my corporate job. I, I call it from a corporate standpoint, had a very busy corporate job. I started in a cubicle and then ended in a corner office in a senior leadership type position. Nice. I just like listeners to hear like, you know, you all had great corporate positions you've been in for a long time. You know, it wasn't like you were just job hopping. I mean, you gave up a lot to say, hey, we're going to go create this real estate business and are confident in moving forward in this and why and some of that. We're going to have to, I want us to speed up a little bit though, so we don't run out of time because I know a lot of the listeners are going to wonder how you got to 950 units, you know, in 12 months and, you know, are able to and have the, the capability to raise many millions of dollars, you know, in a week or less. And that's what many of them are wanting to do, right? And so, you know, let's fast forward a little bit or give us some steps, you know, that you took next though, that got you to where you're at now, right? That you have that ability, you have the, you know, all these units, it sounds like, you know, amazing success. But, you know, I personally know that that comes with a lot of work or late nights and early mornings and meetings after meetings after, you know, I've been there, but tell us some steps. How did you do that? Like Whitney mentioned, so I quit my corporate job without purchasing a single multifamily unit. And then in 12 months, I was up to 950 plus. And so here are the steps, okay? (laughs) Step one, find yourself a mentor or in Steve's case, going to a coaching program. You cannot do this yourself. I'm sure all your listeners are, you know, extremely intelligent, but if you want to accelerate quickly, you can't do it by yourself. Find a mentor, intern for them, for lack of a better word, work for free if you need to. Get the real life experience, help them manage their projects, underwrite, you know, et cetera. Two, network with brokers quickly. It takes a long time to build relationships with the right folks in the field. So you need to start developing that relationship early and then just practice underwriting, underwriting, underwriting. Step four, I would say, is just literally take action. And so I've met a ton of people who have done everything that I've done except for the last step. It's because they just are afraid to leap and they, it's just like this invisible line. But once you cross over it, it's just the sky's the limit and then deals just keep coming afterwards. And so in 12 months, I found a whole bunch of passive deals that I was interested in investing. And I found three deals as a GP, KP a structure that I ended up investing alongside with Steve. And so within the 12-month timeframe, 
anybody can do it. You just have to take action. And so that's kind of the time frame and how that came to be. So finding a mentor, networking with brokers, practicing underwriting, taking action. You talked about the team, you know, kind of with the mentor piece. No doubt a mentor is part of my team. Numerous mentors most of the time. I mean, I've had mentors for lots of different things. So important, right? And really to broaden your mind to, hey, let's go there fast. We want to go there together, right? Or whatever that saying is. But, you know, tell me though, who were a couple of the first people that on your team, you hired a mentor, but what were some other people or maybe some key things that you did or team members that helped you to accelerate like that? Yeah. So first it's, you know, Steve, when Steve told me he was retiring last year, I said, Steve, we need to start a company. I mean, it makes total sense. We've been working together for the last better part of the year. We complement each other in styles and values. Let's start a team. So it's just the two of us. And then we actually hired on a full-time underwriter and IT tech special. So his name is Randy. So he's a retired rocket scientist, which means he is super accurate, right? We always joke, we say, if he can launch a rocket, he can launch an apartment syndication with us. And so we're three members strong. So it's Steve and I and Randy, and we are quickly growing. So we will expand nice. very shortly with more folks soon. Steve, I know, and you also left corporate to go do this. Give us a little bit of that transition. And then you also became a mentor, right? Absolutely. So one of the things while I was working corporate, like I mentioned, I spent a lot of my hours outside of the nine to five focused on, on the apartment investing. So every Monday, I would underwrite deals from probably eight o'clock to one in the morning. And then I'd get up again at 4.30 in the morning. I worked in Orange County and I had to commute into downtown LA. And so during that time, I would be listening to podcasts and educating myself further on the entire apartment investing process. So it's a lot of sacrifice that you do have to time. All my weekends, all my Mondays, we're meeting with other individuals just to learn more about apartment investing and then understanding how things work and building up a team, right? So, and like Jenny said, that I think the team approach is, is key, especially in syndication. I think syndication, well, single family homes, you can do everything kind of by yourself. Once you move into multifamily, they call it multi for a reason. You have to have a strong team, not only the team members that Jenny talked about, but all of our team members from the lending side, the brokerage side, the coaching side. And so I hired a coach, the coach really just sped up the entire process as well. So provided me videos to watch. So I think there was 18 different videos. I watched each video twice just to make sure I understood it. And each video, it was like two hours long. So the commute helped with some of that in terms of the listening, but really the firm foundation is key. And then anybody really has the capabilities of doing that if they put that extra effort in and have that drive. Okay, so then Jenny started mentoring under you. Is that right, Steve? Yes. Okay, so you all started working together and it's like, okay, we've got some complementary skill sets, I think, and we're going to start this company. Vertical. Tell me though a little bit about your strategy then moving forward, how you all have moved so fast. I mean, to even be able to raise four and a half million in a week is a pretty big accomplishment for no longer than you've been doing it, right? Tell us a little bit about your all strategy to being able to do that. Well, one of the things is you have to know your partner extremely well. And so one of the great things while I was working corporate America, Jenny had retired from her corporate job. And so she was basically working side by side with me and and working on the entire operations of all my current existing real estate syndications and joint ventures that I was on. And so that helped a lot in getting to know Jenny, knowing where her strengths played. And she showed that she's super strong on the asset management side, super strong on the operations side. So then bringing it all together 
we collectively brought our skills together and then started Vertical Street Ventures. And the strategy that we had was really to focus on driving our network. Both of us had a corporate America network that was there. We, me personally, because of the roles that I had, I did not tap into that network. No one actually knew that I was investing in real estate, was an apartment investor, was apartment syndicator. I kept it pretty quiet based on the role I had. And then now I have individuals that were, we used to be competitors, used to be vendors. They're all reaching out to us, similar to Jenny. And they want to know what was that secret sauce that we had to leave corporate America, number one. And then two, they wanted to kind of duplicate that. So we see a lot of individuals wanting the exact same thing that Jenny described at the beginning here. And then that allowed us on our most recent deal, we basically had a 2x in terms of our raise. We needed to raise about four and a half million, Whitney, and the soft commits are we're way over 10 million in less than a couple of days, which we're very grateful for. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. There's not many that can do that. It took us a while to be able to do that. And I guess, you know, everybody's wondering though, like, how do we do that, right? Like, how do we build those kinds of relationships? How do we build kind of that almost a fear of missing out? It sounds like, you know, like how do investors want in that fast? You know, we've had to take a lot of measures to ensure like all investors know at the same time because many were upset, like deals fill up before they get in or, I mean, it's a great problem to have, right? But it is a problem and it's a blessing. But how do you get to that point? How did you all do that? Why do they want in so fast? How are you able to raise that much money that fast? So our biggest networks are obviously our corporate networks, right? Mm -hmm. That's That's a huge avenue for us. But separately, you know, over the last year, Steve and I started a meetup. Right? We host a meetup every month where we get lots of folks joining in. And we love to coach ourselves and talk and teach and share and reapply. So all of this huge network of other investors around the country join us every month to learn and educate themselves. And so we built that network there. We also have from our previous syndications, you know, we strive to do the best that we do. Create big fans of our current investors. And it's through word of mouth that gets our name out there as well. And so we have a lot of fans from that standpoint. And then third, you know, we've hopped on a few of these podcasts, just like yours, just to get the word out. Because again, we love to tell people and inspire people to do what we do and and live the lifestyle that we live. And so through these podcasts too, we are getting a lot of folks asking us, you know, can we be part of the deal as well? So those are kind of the four, I think, what I say, three or four different routes that we take right now to expand our reach. You know, starting a meetup is a good one. Has that always been virtual or was that ever in person? We were in person, gosh, maybe three times before everything got shut down. And then we went, we've been virtual since, and we hope to be back in person this summer. But I think that the bright side of virtual is that we actually were able to reach more people around the country, right? Before it was just folks locally. So we've actually met so many great people around the world. What's been like one or two of the top challenges scaling that fast? Okay, so probably this deal I would probably mention. We oversubscribed just in a few days. And I think the challenge there has been turning people away. We've built such great relationships with our many of our investors. It's been tough having to say, hey, we're so sorry it filled up. It's a good problem to have, right? For, for many syndicators, but you also don't want to disappoint your investors. And so that's been a challenge for us, at least over the last few weeks. I've heard investors say like, well, such and such allows us to be in and on the deal first the next time, right? Or, you know, like there's some way that they're remembered, right? Because they signed up. I just wanted, do you all do anything like that? I just wanted, I've had different people have asked me, well, how do you handle that wait list? Do they get the next shot, you know, at the next deal? Or 
What do they get, if anything? We have a few principles, right? We give priority to previous investors, right? So if you've invested with us in the past, we want to continue that relationship. Uh, the amount, size investment that you've put in the deal. And then the rest really is first come, first serve because we are continually oversubscribing. That's probably the only fair way outside of that to allow folks to get it. Yeah, it's a blessing, right? It's a great problem to have. We call it first come, first served, first come, first funded. Right? When the timelines actually start coming along. Okay, so speak to your complementary skill sets just a little bit. You know, somebody that's like looking for that partner because you all have scaled so fast. And so I have a similar story. My business partner and I, complementary skill sets. He excels at one thing. I excel at something else. We put them together. It's like, okay, man, we're driving a Lamborghini now, you know? Tell us about your skill sets, why they're complementary, why that's important. Yeah. So I bring the brains and Steve brings a good look to the team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so important, like Steve mentioned, to spend time dating your partner for as long as you can to get to, you're married to them for the whole length of the partnership, whether it's your company or the syndication. And so we spent about a whole year kind of vetting each other out, understanding what works, what didn't work. And so with our corporate backgrounds, we have very similar skills, managing people, projects, setting strategies. I would say Steve is really good at vision. He likes, he's got a ton of great ideas, right? We try to put it down on paper. It's great to set the strategy and the vision. And then I'll brainstorm ideas and I'll take it one step further. So I enjoy and I'm really good at executing the plan. So put simplifying the process, setting the business plan together and then executing And so that's one of the ways we complement each other. I want to see if you have something to add. Yeah, no, I think the one key thing too is both Jenny and I have a sales background too. So sales is crucial in terms of how you flex your style. And so even on things where maybe we have a conflict on, we're able to flex pretty easily on because of the relationships that we've learned in how the sales process actually works. And so not necessarily sell, not necessarily selling people, but just being able to interact with the corporate structure that we've been so used to, right? And so just applying that. And one thing that's really good too is becoming from a W2 background, we're pretty conservative in our approach. You know, so a lot of entrepreneurs there are, you know, full force ahead and making decisions before really lining them up. And Jenny does a great job of putting them down all on paper. So I'll probably put them all down on the whiteboard and then she'll put them down. And then what's the implications of each of those and then prioritizing them so that we can execute appropriately to get to where we are today. So yeah, visionary and implementer. Sounds like it's good. You need one of each, right? And it's good stuff. So tell me, I know, Jenny, you mentioned earlier, like practicing underwriting, underwriting, underwriting. Either of you can answer this, but I wonder, how do you all prepare for a downturn? Yeah, so we hear this all the time. Sponsorship teams are super conservative. We're the same way. But when we tell our investors, we actually show them the numbers. So things that I I think that's probably the three biggest things we're super conservative on would be rent growth versus what the market's saying or reversion cap rate and then our expenses. And so we'll look at the reports, right? From Marcus, CoStar, CBRE, all those folks release these reports. And so, for example, right now, the Phoenix area where we focus right now, there's projections of five to seven percent year on year rent growth. Right? We underwrite for 2.75, maybe 3% rent growth. That's how we want to make sure we don't over-project, right? We don't have a crystal ball, but that's one layer of, of conservatism. And then expenses, we vet this out very diligently with our property management. So they'll come back to us and say, hey, Jenny, we can manage this property for X thousand per unit per month. 
I say, great, I'm going to tack on a couple extra hundred here or there because just in case something goes wrong, you know, we buffer that in. So those are kind of a few examples of how we anticipate potential downturn. And then we also, for year one, very importantly, have between zero and 3% growth. Right? So that's total income growth. A lot of folks out there will project much higher, but we say worst case, we are rehabbing. We are turning over residents. There's going to be zero to 3%, maybe 3% income growth that year. And so our underwriting reflects all of that. Nice. No, very important stuff. That's some great tips right there. Yeah, you hear the word conservative all the time. And I usually say, okay, what does that mean to you? And I appreciate you going into that. What about any predictions over the next six to 12 months just in the real estate market? Anything you all are expecting or planning for? I would say specifically, again, on the Arizona market, that's where we focus. We talk to a lot of brokers and other teams out there. You hear it's so hot in that marketplace. And everybody always asks me, when is the crash coming? And I would say, based on what I know and what the historical numbers have looked like, I don't foresee any downturn potentially happens in the next six to 12 months. Rates are low. There's such a lack of supply in this market that we cannot catch up in the next year. So I expect that the marketplace will still be very strong. Now, in other markets around the country, the coastal cities where we're seeing people leave, that might be a different story. But you see places like Arizona, Texas, Florida, like there's just no limit right now. So you all are still buying for the foreseeable future? Correct. Yes. Okay. Any daily habits that you all are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? For myself, I get up. I, you know, corporate job, I used to get up at 4.30. I still get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm out running three miles by 6.30. And that's just, you may have heard of a book called Miracle Morning. So follow a lot of those saver principles in there. And I do do my praying and meditating every single day. And I think the fundamentals of that discipline every single day allows me the strength to get through the rest of the day. And so I always start my day off with some of the Miracle Morning principles that are out there by Elrod. Yeah, same. I think I am not as disciplined. I probably do four of the six things on his list. But for sure, uh, sleeping nice and early. So actually now my husband and I wake up at five every morning and then we work out and I journal, I drink water. So just mainly most of that is just self-care, right? So outside of your work, priorities. If you need to take care of yourself first, it just translates naturally to your success in your business. It's like mental fitness, right? Yeah. We have a very similar up at five. Yeah. I mean, we're drinking water, but then we also follow it with some coffee. Yeah, which is of, awesome. course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now that's awesome. Tell me your all's best source for meeting new investors right now. I think that the few that I mentioned earlier, so our meetups, we get new people every single month to join and, and we get to meet with them. And then I think these podcasts, We've met so many great people who hear our story and want to learn more. So I say the bulk of those between those two avenues, we've met a ton of people. I think what you're saying too, Whitney, is verticalstreetventures.com and Stephen at verticalstreetventures.com or Jenny at verticalstreetventures.com. And you can set an appointment with us anytime. It's right there on our website as well. Awesome. And tell us, how do you all like to give back? Great question. So we, again, mentioned we love coaching and inspiring other folks. And so on one side, from an investor standpoint, we're actually launching our own coaching program. As I mentioned earlier, we you know, wouldn't have been able to accelerate this process without a coach and a mentor. So we're launching that shortly. And then two, as we expand our company, we're, one of the things we want to venture into is community outreach. And so one of our philosophies is leaving the properties and assets we purchased in a better place than when we purchased them. So we're trying to figure out a way to improve 
the properties within the community, whether it's, you know, I'm making it up a backpack program for the kids or some sort of help with the tenants and residents that live there. We're framing that up right now to make sure we make good on that. Awesome. Well, pleasure to meet you both. Incredible story, you know, going from zero to 950 units in 12 months is not done by most and not done easily. So congratulations just to making the hard decisions, right? And the sacrifices like Steve was talking about as well, you know, the early mornings, late nights to make it happen, especially while you're still in a corporate position as well and educating yourself and moving forward in that way that it is a sacrifice. But congratulations. Again, won't you give the listeners your website again or email anyway, anything else they need to know about getting in touch with you before we go? Yeah, so we are on verticalstreetventures.com. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn. Go on there. You can click a link to meet with Steve and I. We'd love to get in touch where we can help. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.